Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home home repair. repair. We're back after a little... A week or two off. Right, right. <laughs> this is episode 78. We've got three things we're going to talk about. There's been some activity Ooh, on the bathroom. Some good activity. So we have a bathroom update, the guest bathroom update. Uh, in our tools corner, we're going to talk about an angle grinder, which mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by. And then a little home audio, home audio corner. A little DIY repair stuff. Fixing your subwoofer on your television, right? There's your yeah, sound the bar. sound bar, and then there's the subwoofer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two different units. Yep. Not a, all right, yep. cool. Well, let's start with the bathroom update. All right, Lelisha, tell us. How is it going? <laughs> We're not quite sure where we had left off the last time with the last update. I think we had the production meeting. The production meeting, which happens like just a week before the project starts. Pre-start meeting. Starts right before. Getting ready. Where's your meeting? Is there a difference between a pre-start and a production meeting? There I is. Thought they, Production meeting is when we get together and we talk to you about your selections and okay. the tile that you need and what kind of vanity are you looking for and the sinks and the faucets and doing your material selections. Okay, so we had that right after the contract was signed. Right, we, that. we get that started. And then the pre-start meeting is what we have a week before the project starts Okay, to give you some kind of clue about, okay... Here's your schedule. This mm-hmm. is what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a ram board all over the place. <laughs> you know, we work till five, all those kind of little things of the day-to-day. We're going to have a honey bucket outside. We're going to have, you know, a, a trash box outside. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. kind of things. Yep. Is in the pre-start meeting. Yes. Right. And all those things happened. You're right. Ha! We did talk about all that. those things. And then we talked about, uh, you know, where to put the honey bucket, yep. what was... The most handy uh, and interesting considerations there because I thought just the level place would be perfect. But the other consideration that we made was, okay, somebody's going to be coming, one, to deliver and pick up that honey bucket, but then Mm -hmm. also clean it from time Mm -hmm. to time. Uh, Same thing with garage or the garbage box is that, yeah, I could have tucked it in closer, but the people who are going to come and pick it up, where was it best accessible for them and keeping people off the driveway, which mm-hmm. our driveway is a little sensitive. So, have you um, had the Have you had the Amazon guy stop and use the honey bucket yet? Do you know? That that's is so fascinating. funny that you bring that. That's Sujan's story. Yeah, that they, she loved that. They that's, do that. They do. Yeah, it's because we've got that. We've got an empty lot next to our our house, uh-huh. and it's had a honey bucket there for nine months. And every once in a while, you get somebody will stop, go use the honey bucket, and off they go. It's it's great service for the delivery drivers. Right, exactly. Amazon should give you a kickback, I think. Oh, there we go. <laughs> As you check out, do you have a honey bucket mm-hmm. in front of your home right now? Unlocked? And we do have a lock, but we have a neighborhood that it's been fine keeping unlocked. So we're totally fine with people using it like that. Uh, then the demo started. Mm-hmm. And instead of a red carpet, we have a nice tan carpet mm-hmm. that Rambo's. goes from it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is really nice. I mean, it just it makes it a no brainer that you don't have to think about people coming in and out. Yeah, and so that's that's very nice. Has plumbing started yet? 
uh, both plumbing rough-in and electrical rough-in. Oh, okay. So plumbing was a little bit of a disappointment. Uh-oh. A um, little bit of an unexpected thing happened there. And so I had to make kind of a major decision on the spot on the day, which I didn't like. Oh, really? I had what was to do it? What that. happened? It's something that we should have figured out ahead of time. And in the, I think the reason why we didn't is in the past, plumbers have the solution. So we have hydro baseboard heat. Mm-hmm. The, the vanity previously was built in. And so that pipe came to the front of the vanity. So moving to a freestanding vanity, it was against the wall where the hydro baseboard was. And so I was just assuming we just had to make room for it. So the question was going to be, if it was freestanding, maybe we'd take the back legs off and mm-hmm. hang, you know, quasi hang it. And that there would be some product that you can put under a vanity and heat your bathroom. Everybody got all up in arms and saying, well, you can't put something that close to a vanity. So I have to find another solution. And when I went to the plumber, they didn't have a very good solution for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. So they just went along their business. And so uh, Amy Works crew was helpful in digging because I pointed to something that I have under my cabinetry in the kitchen. Couldn't it be something like that? I was kind of going on that rental yeah. you know, type of thing. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's only like three inches. So that would give you a couple you know, inches clearance. You're not, you're not right up against the right. vanity. So I thought that would work. And um, I kind of pointed to that and I said, well, couldn't we do something like that? He's like, I don't know. I've never worked with anything like that. And so I was used to a plumber that presents solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran off and tried to do a bunch of research. Amy Works Crew was helping me with that research, and we were thinking about choices. Found a product that is a, a vertical wall panel that's a wall radiator oh, of okay. sorts. Okay. But there weren't a lot of options that could fit in that space mm-hmm. with wise. So I'm putting it just to the side of the vanity. Mm-hmm. There's a little wall there before um, the other door. So we found the solution and it's fine, but it was a lot for me to change my mind around. Mm-hmm. And it had to be done then because they're rewiring, you know, the or right. they're replumbing the the hydropath mm-hmm. or the water the hot water path. So you needed to have it done then. Yeah. I had yeah. to know okay, was, where am I putting no waiting. it? What kind of connections do I have to have? Right. And so that upset me. Didn't want that to happen. Um, electrical came in, uh, had a couple of good challenges for them on that. Oh, did and there's you? been a, cause, yeah, because I wanted a, and I thought Kayla had talked to him beforehand, and they had, but they had a little bit of miscommunication, which is fine. Because that's why I'm there, you know, to walk through with them, mm-hmm. you know, when Steele showed up with his folks. And so we got the layout all settled, had to talk about bringing. A new circuit up. Oh, really? Which we did have to do. Oh. But he had a really knowledgeable crew with him. He had really good solutions and saying, okay, you can't do this. You can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, great. And I was a little surprised. Well, tell me this. When the subs come and do the walkthrough for the bid, mm-hmm. how much should be decided then? The circuit conversation, I would have thought you would check that during that first sub-visit. Oh, yeah, this is a 15-amp service. Mm-hmm. You know, is this a permitted thing? Yes, it's a permitted thing. We mm-hmm. can't do that. And what should I expect from... Usually they should know that. They should have looked at the panel, looked at what's in the bathroom, and decided 
that, yes, there is a need for an extra circuit or have that as a line item in the bid. Um, and if it didn't need to be done, we just take that out. Um, but that should be in there, um, especially in older homes, right? Because there's just not, it, you're supposed to have like two 20 amp circuits in yep. a kitchen. And you go into a house that's in 1940 and you're lucky if you have a 15 amp circuit in there. Well, it's a very reasonable <clears throat> thing. Right. You know, I don't quite agree with it 100%, but, right. you know, codes are codes. Mm-hmm. The thing that you had to think about on that is panel access. You think, oh, of course they're going to need panel access to turn things on and off. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about, oh, they need panel access. Right. Like, how do they get to the top of that panel? Mm-hmm. What's going to have to be removed with it? In my case, a lot of stuff had to be moved out. Remember that they had to get into the alley. So I think one of the things that's helpful to remember is think about everything that crew is going to need to access. Mm-hmm. Or potentially and, yeah. need to access. Right. If, right. If things go wrong or things need to be added, then, yeah, definitely. Yeah, having the builder trend communication is kind of nice because now we have uh, our first schedule change. Oh, and change order? drywall was supposed to happen um, this week, but electrical has to come back. Electrical did all their stuff in one day. They were scheduled for two, which is great. But there's something they need to finish that drywall can't go in until they finish. Oh, geez. So that's delayed, and what I talked to Kayla about is my priority was to really not buck as much as possible those the trim days mm-hmm. for those contractors since it's on their calendar for that day and um, really trying to preserve that. And I think we'll be able to. It just crunches the uh, client painting time down a little hurt. bit. <laughs> Am I going to help you paint? <laughs> I think we'll still be totally fine. Yeah. She had given us a whole week. Yeah, but. she gives a lot of time. And yeah. when there's nothing in there, it's easy. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not you're not trimming out anything, which is nice. Right. Yeah. Right. Working yeah. around anything, taking mm-hmm. anything off. Right. Yeah. So what's the next step? So Friday. Electricians are coming back. Electricians are coming back for one more, my specialty light. Mm-hmm. But they'll finish that on Friday. I don't really know how much that entails. I don't know what the problem is, but... I know that they pulled a whole circuit forward. And, and what's nice about that is apparently code-wise, bathrooms can share. And we really do need more power in the other bathroom. Which oh, we, okay. Which we did bid. Just take a look at the situation. What would that take okay. to get me some more power back there? Nice. Um, and so, again, his crew knew right off. So it's like, oh, I'll just drop a junction box here. I can run that to this bathroom. And then when, when we ready. get to that, Perfect. we can just pull right off. It's ready oh, to go. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, that was that was really nice. So Good. Right on. Then, so then we have the electrical, and then drywall starts next week. Okay. Got to get the electrical inspection done. Do we think we're not going to? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be done before drywall can go in. So that must be happening Friday afternoon, fingers crossed. Mm, nah, yeah, probably. Well, I'm having my monthly meeting with Kayla on Thursday morning. Monthly? Aren't you doing weekly? Sorry, weekly. I meant to say weekly. Thank you. Yeah, and those have been helpful. I think communication has been really good. When I haven't really thought through, uh, you know, because people are working at home, Mm -hmm. I have to be very careful about when are they going to be there Mm -hmm. and when are they not and how noisy is this going to be. Um, Because there's no wrong answer. Okay, this is a noisy day. Right. But then I know where to put the people who are working. Right, right. Not yeah. to be up there. Yeah. But then, and so I was going to put her in the back room again until I realized, and she got set up and she started her first meeting. 
And before the electrical guys got there, I'm like, <gasps> wait a minute. Uh-oh. They're going to need access to the panel. They're probably going to be, and they're going to be needing to go back and right. forth. They're going to need access to the attic, which is very inconvenient where I have it. And I'm like, and I'm going to need access to the top of the panel, which is in the, I, I really want to talk to those guys. I was not there. I started with them and then I left and left them for the day. So I wondered how they did with the loft to actually get mm. to panel access. And, and then, of course, I had to tell them all the bad news about the attic. One, it's tiny. Two, because we don't have a basement, all plumbing is going to oh, be up right. in the ceiling. Oh, my word. All HVAC is going to be mm-hmm. up in the ceiling. So there's no room in there. So I said, please step lightly. And yeah. still goes, that's why I send the kids up. <laughs> so I don't do that anymore. Nice. They said, life, he said, I haven't had a light foot for a long time. So, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. So coming right along. Great. And we're supposed to be done when? Final walkthrough is Before the 15th. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Great. yeah, yeah. Great. So pretty exciting. Awesome. Tool corner. Tool corner. Let's talk about angle grinders. What do I need it for? Have you ever used one? Oh, I think they I don't think so. so. Really? They're fun. They look they cool, but I mean, they have a specific fun. application, right? Well, there's there's many things you could do with an angle grinder. One is cut off metal pieces, mm-hmm. um, and they've got different types of blades that you can use. So it's kind of a sawzall that spins. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just I just really like using an angle grinder. Maybe it's because of the sparks that you get that you know when you're grinding on some metal, <laughs> it's a right? You get of these, July. yeah, yeah. And you because I was fascinated when my dad would use a grinder because he had one on a kind of a vice type thing on on the bench of his yep. workbench right yep. and he, when he would go to do i don't know sharpen something or whatever and right. all those sparks that would fly and they would hit his leg and it wasn't burning him oh i love the it's i like, did oh, love that my dad had the same oh thing. i want to do that I how does the that grinder. feel yeah. yeah um so i love using an angle grinder but you can use it for um of course cutting off metal cutting pipes um, and you did that, that you used that angle grinder before the world of Sawzall because yeah. Sawzall is a relatively modern tool Not yes really well I didn't know anybody who had a Sawzall until 15 years ago oh huh would you have did your dad have one mm, no. nobody in my orbit had one uh-uh. because I think that kind of power they didn't know how to put into a hand tool one of the things I think is nice about the grinder is that it's a little bit more civilized to do the kinds of things that you do with a sawzall. Yeah. Don't you think? it's It doesn't vibrate as much. No. Because it cuts in a I different mean, way. I it, mean, it's, yeah. Well, angle grinder's been around for a while. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah, so it would be interesting to know. It would be interesting to look that up. What, you history. Know, what is the history of sawzall? Maybe we'll do that in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sawzall's a brand name, right? Right. Milwaukee. It's a reciprocating saw. Reciprocating, not reticulating. Mm-hmm. Not reticulating. <laughs> reciprocating. Okay, so you grinding. Uh, then there's polishing. Mm. Like if you want to buff something out, right? Mm-hmm. You can use it as on your car with a buffer or polishing metal, things like that, with a cotton or a soft, mm-hmm. a soft pad on there. Cutting metal, not only grinding it, but cutting. It's a different wheel. There's mm-hmm. a big abrasive wheel that you use for for grinding, but then there's a thinner, thinner wheel that you use to actually cut metal, and those are kind of fun. You've got. Yeah, you can use the it's a um it's a wire wheel that you put on there that's got the twisted 
Um, oh, it's like a really you know, it's super coarse. Yes, yeah, super, super coarse. Super coarse, and they're twisted yeah. together, and it's just like really bites at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, to it's almost like a weapon. Sand, right. Yeah. If you have like a metal railing or something that you want to, okay. you know, instead of using a sander, you could use that. Or well, like if you were um, taking paint off a of metal or something, painting, would you do paint that? Paint off a of metal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You wouldn't want to use it on wood because, of course, it would tear the just heck tear out of it. it. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, rust and metal. Wow. Um, use it on cars and things like that to if you're refinishing a car surface. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, stripping discs that you can get for painted surfaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're more of a plastic material. Some of them there actually have like f- it's a f- fan looking kind of thing with pieces of sandpaper that are layered on each other that go around in a circle. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that, almost looks like a turbine. Yeah. Of yeah, sorts that you can use for um, uh, sanding things off. Would that still be metal or harder surfaces like that? You wouldn't use that on wood, or could you start using you that could on? You could use wood? it on wood, but you definitely want to want to keep a very light pressure. Because if you're trying to take paint off of a door or something, yeah, yeah, that yeah, would I mean, just be too tr- rough. You to could do that. try. You'd be just really, really light, light pressure. Otherwise, you're gonna. You know, you can have gouges Just use your in sander it. instead. Right, right. <laughs> the yeah. tool that's made for that. Right. Oh, they can be used to sharpen tools like axes and chisels. So you'd have and to have a vice in some situation if the right to hold like, it steady. Either you're holding the angle grinder steady, right, or the, or you're holding the chisel or axe or whatever it is steady, so that you're getting that, and then. If you're sharpening a tool, uh, it's suggested that you go ahead and use a um, sharpening stone mm-hmm. to get the fine edge on it after you've used the grinder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lawnmower blades, chisels, axes, those kind of things. Um, when you need to replace the mortar, when you're doing tuck pointing mm. on your brick, mm. there's, a, there's a blade that you can get for your angle grinder that will take all of that mortar out really quickly. Clean it all mm, out. And cleanly, and then, without yeah. hurting your, yeah, being away from your brick. Mm-hmm. And wow. then you can, you know, remortar it. Is that a word? It is now. <laughs> it is now. It is now. So those are some of the uses for an angle grinder. I just think it's a really versatile, really versatile tool. There's Do they come in different sizes? Safety things. Probably. They probably have smaller, yeah, they do have smaller, well, a Dremel, you could consider to be an angle grinder because yeah, it's right. similar blades. But they usually come with a, I think they say 185 millimeter blade or wheel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, four inch, four and a half inch, something like that. <laughs> but you want to be sure that, you know, you're using your safety equipment you've got your glasses on and, and it's a good thing to use gloves because if you nick yourself with one of those, oh, I've done that before. Mm. Not And it doesn't take anything at all. Done. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I have for angle grinders. <laughs> All right, so uh, our our home audio corner. So you have a sound bar that has an additional subwoofer with right. it. And what was happening with the subwoofer? It just so, wasn't working at all? Well, I went, I went to play some music the other day, right? Doing chores and stuff. And I was like, I want to turn some music on. So I you know, did Spotify. And um, it's like, man, that music just sounds really thin, right? It's uh-huh. just, there's, just, there's no oomph to it. And I go over to the subwoofer and I look and... I push the power button and nothing. And I try, I swap cords with the sound bar and the subwoofer because they had the same power cord, mm-hmm. similar power cords that just, right? So it's okay. So it wasn't the power cord. And like, oh, wow. Okay. I wonder, hmm. And then I look to see can I just buy a new subwoofer? 
Probably not. Well, I could if I wanted to spend like four or $500, and I know I didn't spend that much on the soundbar and subway. Right, right, right. Like, oh, geez. So I went up to Jesse's, my son's, um, for a party, and was sitting around talking with him, and I said, my subwoofer isn't working, and I'm, I want to. I think I might want to try and fix it. I don't know what because I was. I hate the fact that it's so disposable. Yep. Right? It's like yep. you can't you can't purchase just this one component. You have to buy the whole thing. It's like well, this piece works still. Right. Right. And and so I was a little irritated, especially with something so big like a subwoofer, even a small wolf. You know, subwoofer right. is still like well, the driver's still good. Right. The speaker seems like it's just, I'm just not getting power. Right. And so right. you know it's, it's just like one piece one on the One little board. electronic something or another in there. Yeah. And so um, he said, well, mom, look on YouTube. You know somebody's done a video exactly. on, on how to right. fix that. Exactly right. I'm going to look. So I looked up and, and yep, there, there it was, right? This guy goes through the whole thing about changing the capacitor, right? There's yeah, a possibility, right. you know, because it was no power. So it's typically, you know, this one particular capacitor that's, that's gone bad or whatever. And I can do this. I can so do this. Cool. I was thinking of my dad the entire time because this is exactly what he would do. So I went home, started taking the thing apart, and that was a challenge. I was going to say, in this disposable world that we're in right now, right. they don't have to make things repairable. Right, because so it, should... had, it had four screws on two faces, mm-hmm. right? The back and the front had four screws. So I took those out, and they're tiny little screws, like less than a quarter of an inch long, mm. these screws. And it, it didn't do anything. Right. Like, didn't expose anything. No, and I'm thinking, okay, well, is it just that— you know, those pop-in kind of fasteners mm-hmm. that they use for speaker covers and things like, well, what is that? And I'm pulling on it, and I happen to flip it over. Didn't your YouTube person tell you how to do this? No. Okay. I, and I flipped it over, and all this stuff fell out of it. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? It was mouse poop. I had a mouse that had gotten into wow. my subwoofer. And we had had a mouse that was trapped between the window and the screen, right? The cat Holy brings cow. them in and plays with them, and then they go off and, right? Oh, wow. And so, uh, yeah, I flipped this thing over. You kind of wonder how I long it up. took them to say, okay, this isn't a good place. Right. <laughs> I, like the first that, movie you watched. Right, right. Um, after that, I, I decided that I'm not going to try and fix it. Really? Yeah, because well, I'm thinking I'm going to go in there and... You think you're going to have a dead mouse? No. I, I think that he will have chewed the cord or All over. done something. You think I should give it another try? You definitely should take it apart. All right, I'll take it apart. Because he, because he might have just peed on something and just shorted it out. I think you should at least open it up. All right, I'll, I'll... stay tuned. Because now you don't have to be careful opening it up. Because you know it's no, not going to work. Right. You know, right. I want to hear the rest of that. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. I hope there isn't a mouse in there. I hope so, too. It didn't sound like there was anything dead and rattling in there. It was all the... It smelled fine. Well, I don't have... Except for the poop. Well, yeah. Oh, so you can't smell with it. Oh, maybe I don't want to hear about it. All right. Stay I'll tuned. I'll let you know. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, things that you'd like us to discuss, if you found a mouse in some place, you really weren't happy to find mm-hmm. a mouse... Drop us a line at askamy at amyworks.com. Leave us a review and a rating would be also quite helpful. Yes, please. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia.
This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.